0: Welcome to the It Gets Easier podcast. My name's Heather, and I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor that also has anxiety and panic attacks. I'm super passionate about helping people work through the struggles that come with having mental illness. In this podcast, I'll be talking about some of my own experiences with mental health, as well as some tools, tips, and tricks that I've learned to help not only myself, but some of the clients I've worked with. So if you're ready for some real talk about mental health that's going to help you feel a little less alone in this crazy world, then let's get to it hello hello welcome back to the it gets easier podcast i don't know why i'm talking like that (laughs) Anyways, welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited you're here today. This was kind of a requested episode. So we're gonna get into it. This episode is going to be all about executive functioning, how it affects AD, how it affects you if you have ADHD, as well as what are some things you can do to help with that. So first off, if you're listening to this and you're like, what in the world is executive functioning? I got you. Executive functioning is kind of the brain's process that helps us to organize our thoughts and activities, like prioritize tasks of what we need to do first, what we need to do second, that type of stuff, helps you to manage your time effectively, and helps you to make decisions. Now, then there is something called executive dysfunction, which is exactly what you would probably think it means, which is basically the brain has difficulty with processes related to memory, attention, and thinking. Basically, it's when executive functioning isn't working properly. It's often seen in people with ADHD, but what I want to make clear is that executive dysfunction is known as a group of symptoms that can be associated with ADHD, but is not a specific diagnosis. It's not going to be like, you're not going to be diagnosed with executive dysfunction. You're not going to be diagnosed with that. It's basically, it's its own thing because it can be seen in many different types of mental health disorders, whether it be ADHD, it can be seen in autism. It can be seen in many different ways. So executive dysfunction is something that can be seen in many different things and is multiple different types of symptoms. So... How can executive dysfunction affect someone? There are multiple different parts of a person's life that can be affected by executive dysfunction. There's multiple different ones. I kind of did some research on this to kind of make sure that I was giving the right information. So the first one would be your memory. With executive dysfunction, it can cause your memory to basically have you forget things. You're like, you could forget something as small as, like, maybe you forget the name of someone you met that day. Or maybe... It can be something as big as like, maybe you forgot something that you had going on. Like maybe you had a birthday party you were supposed to go to and you just completely forget about it. It's forgetting big events or it can be as small as forgetting little things. One of the things that I do is like, I'll be like, I have to bring this with me to work or I have to do this. I have to bring this to work and then I forget it. (laughs) I've done this so many times where I'm like, I got to bring this to work today and then I get to work and I'm like where is it? <laughs> like that's an example of how executive function can affect your memory. Now another way that it can do it is with like troubles with organization, planning, and time management. With normal executive functioning, people are able to be organized, make plans, clean tasks, all the type of good stuff. But if you're having issues with executive dysfunction, you're probably going to be organized. I'm unorganized a lot. I have trouble like keeping things on track. I have to like have specific places to put things and stuff like that. It can also be like difficulty, maybe you have difficulty making plans or difficulty staying with plans. Because like I said, it's not just specifically like you have difficulty with making plans. It can be difficulty with just keeping track of your plans it could be sticking with plans that you made with someone and it can also be issues with completing tasks during a set amount of time like you typically see this with adhd maybe if someone forgets to do homework or forgets to turn in an assignment or forget to do something they were supposed to do and or not turning in a homework assignment like when it's due they could be turning stuff in late things like that next would be attention and concentration I feel like this one's kind of self-explanatory as to why it's related to ADHD, but in basically in general, attention and concentration... Executive dysfunction relates to this when someone may have trouble focusing. Maybe you have trouble concentrating. Like, trouble focusing. And it's not just going to be like, trouble focusing like on something that's boring or trouble focusing in that sense. It's going to be like trouble focusing in different areas. Like, I have issues with this. Like, I have trouble focusing when there's a lot of stuff going on around me. I have trouble, like, narrowing my mind to one specific thing because I hear all these different things going on. So we will get into kind of how to help with that, but it's kind of what I'm talking about there in terms of like attention and concentration, but it's the attention and concentration is one of the major executive dysfunction things that you will see with ADHD for obvious reasons because attention and concentration, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, attention right there in the name. (laughs) All right, next can be behavior and emotional control. This will often look like someone having a hard time controlling their emotions or not being able to regulate their emotions. Like, maybe when someone gets upset, they're not able to calm themselves down. Like, they have to, like, physically, like, almost go to sleep or do very drastic things to get themselves to calm down because they literally can't do it on their own. It's... Basically, yeah, like I said, and it gets to the point where if you can't regulate yourself, this is where behavior issues can come into play, especially with children. When they can't regulate themselves, when they don't know how to regulate, these are when you tend to see the children that start having behavior issues because their emotions are so out of control they can't control them, so then that's where behaviors just come out, where they're maybe lashing out at people, maybe where they're yelling at people. They're doing all those different things that causes behavior issues. And lastly, there's multitasking and problem solving. In terms of this multitasking and problem solving, it can look like someone may be struggling to do more than one thing at once or having issues with solving a problem or making decisions. In terms of like... Struggling with doing more than things at once. It's not like they're trying to like play a baseball, play baseball game, and like eat food or something at the same time. Like that's not what I'm talking about. It's like maybe they have to like they're doing a homework assignment while they're talking to someone, or they're doing like something that normal people. I don't want to say normal people because it sounds like not someone with ADHD. Having ADHD, having a mental health disorder, doesn't mean that you're not normal. It just means that your brain functions differently. To other people, so that 's why i'd like to normalize that. I like to normalize mental health in that sense because I feel like there's so much out there being like, "Well, I have ADHD, I have this, I have that that means i 'm not normal and i 'm crazy or i 'm this or i 'm not, that. and that 's not the case. But that's a whole other thing for another day. But like I said, I like to normalize that and make help people understand that having a mental health disorder does not mean that you're unnormal, that does not mean that you're crazy. It just means that your brain functions differently and that's okay. So, what I also want people to understand too is that you don't have to have difficulty in all of these different areas like multitasking, behavior, all those things. You do not have to have issues in all of those areas to be considered to have executive dysfunction. You only need to have difficulty in one of these areas to be considered having some type of executive dysfunction. Some of the most common signs of executive dysfunction can look like being linked to social activities, meetings, appointments, etc. Can be difficulty making deadlines, like I said, not turning in homework in time, things like that problems paying attention, not being able to keep your focus on something. Like maybe you're supposed to be doing your homework, but your homework isn't keeping your attention. You're like, I want to do this over here. I want to do that over there. It's problems paying attention. I just said that. I have a list in front of me. So if I'm like saying the same thing, my apologies. Um, it's not, that's one, I'm going to just flat out say that the reason I, if it sounds like I'm reading off script sometimes, it's because I have notes in front of me because part of my ADHD is if I don't keep myself on track, I will ramble and go on about different things. So I have to like have notes in front of me to also not even just to remember like what I'm going to say, but it's also just to keep me on track so I know where I'm going. So yeah, some of the most common signs we just said, um, not remembering things. It can look like losing stuff. It can look like lacking prioritizing task, lack of prioritizing tasks properly. Like maybe you have a homework assignment that's due tomorrow, and then you have a homework assignment that's due Two weeks are not due tomorrow. You have homework due tomorrow, and then you have another homework assignment that's due like two days from now. But you decide, I'm going to do the homework assignment that's due two days from now, and then let's do the other one later. But then you end up later, you end up not doing it, and you're not prioritizing your stuff the way you should. It can look like behavioral outbursts, which again, we kind of said it comes along with People not being able to regulate their emotions. So if you can't regulate your emotions, the behavior outbursts can come out. It can also look like indecisive, not, indecisiveness, not being able to make decisions, like in a timely manner. I have issues with this all the time. I feel like, what do you want for dinner? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I don't. And that's the other thing too is I feel like when you have indecisiveness like that, like if someone asks you to do, ask you to choose some things, I'm always like. Uh, um, maybe that one or that. Like, I don't know. And it just, I feel like it puts a lot of pressure on people when you're indecisive. And it's just, it's very stressful. And yeah, that's a whole other thing. But okay. So now that we've kind of know what executive functioning is and executive dysfunctioning is, I kind of want to talk about some ways to cope with it, deal with it. Because I know that was kind of the main thing that was asked about. So one of the first things you can do is, that I've done a lot, is making a daily to-do list. Creating a list of tasks and projects to help improve yourself and then help to kind of keep yourself on time for what you need to do that day. Because I know there are many times where I'm like, if I don't write down what I need to do the next day, like, I'm going to forget. So that's one thing I do at work is... I will, like, leave sticky notes on my computer being like, remember to do this tomorrow. Remember to do this because if I don't write it down, I'm going to forget. And then I'm coming in the next day and be like, what was I supposed to do today? But if I see that note, I'm like, oh, yeah, got to do that. You know, like, I actually just wrote a note today to be like, "Remember remember to go into your, um, not, what is it called? We call it green shades. It's basically like where you go in to put in for your time off. Because so I have to take off. For, I mentioned in the last episode to go to the Next Level U live event in Columbus that Jenna, my girl Jenna Klopfenstein's doing. So yeah, I need to remember to do that because if I don't, then I can't go. So I made a note for myself because I keep saying I'm going to do it and then I don't do it. So I wrote myself a note. going to do that tomorrow. Someone check in with tomorrow. I'm recording this on Thursday, January 19th someone once once this podcast episode's up someone message me and make sure that I did it cuz I'm planning on doing it but just someone message me dm me be like hey did you remember to take off and if I didn't I'll let you know <laughs> but if I did I'll be like yep I did it thanks for checking in anyways now that we're off track another thing you can do using a calendar I have to use this at work. I do this all the time. If I don't put, I have like a, you don't even have to have like a paper calendar. You can have like your phone calendar, like a little electronic one you can use, whatever. I have a paper calendar I use at work to kind of keep track of like, because we go by at work we have a curriculum that we use with the kids like to keep track of like what week are we on that type of thing i have a calendar for that i have a calendar for what schools are off which days like i write everything down on my calendar because if i don't have it on my calendar i'm going to forget about it again that goes back to that but it also keeps me organized and it keeps me on track for what i need to do you can learn how to manage your time. This goes along with, you can use this along with going down with doing to-do lists. Like when you're making your to-do list. Write down, you can almost like kind of do like a two-part to-do list. You can first do the first to-do list with, write down all of the things that you need to do. And then the part two, go through that list and like star next to the ones. Do some type of symbol to write down like, What are the ones that are super important that I need to do first to make sure those things get done first? Make sure those are the things that get done. Because if they don't get done then I'm going to be in trouble if something's going to happen, that type of stuff. These are the urgent things. These are important things that need to get done today. They're not the things that, like, well, I'll put it on the list, and then if I don't get to it, I can do it tomorrow. Like, these are the things that need to be done today. So that can help, like, putting stars next to those things to be like, these are the ones I need to do. And the other thing I love about doing a to-do list is when you're done with it, the checking off or the scratching off, you're like, I did it. Like, it's so good. Another thing that's good with a to-do list is not—it's not necessarily to-do. with making a list is when you're grocery shopping. It's so helpful and it keeps you <laughs> on track because, I, like I said, the amount of times if I don't write a list and I go to the store and I'm like, "Oh no, what did I come for?" I've done it so many times, and I'll be like, "Oh no." I forgot what I came in here for. And then I'm buying stuff I don't need. It's a whole thing. That's why, like, I have to write a lit. I will literally go on my notepad on my phone and write down, like, I need this and this and this and this. And I'm going to go to the store and be like, okay, that's the stuff I needed. It's super helpful. And it's super, super, like, highly recommend doing that. If you're forgetful like me, if you have the executive dysfunctioning, it's super, super helpful. Use reminders and alarms to keep organized and on time for appointments and meetings. Oh my God, yes, I have to do this every morning. That's why I set an alarm for when I get up in the morning. I set alarms on my phone and reminders for when my time cards at work are due, for when payday is. Like, I have so many reminders and different things to keep me so I know what's going on and I know, like, when I need to do my time cards and that type of stuff. If you're someone that has trouble multitasking or someone that has trouble doing a lot of things at once, Try to keep things simple. You want to reduce the number of activities you attempt to do at once. Like if you know your brain is not going to be able to do these like three things at once, try to limit it. Do one thing at a time to assure that things get done properly and they get done right. If you are having a like the major thing that I think is super important is if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're the executive dysfunctioning is becoming too much, Relax, take a breath. And matter of fact, let's take a couple deep breaths right now. Everybody, inhale in and out. Let's do it again. Breathe in and out. It's so incredibly helpful. Like, I can't stress it enough. I have so many people, or not even people, but so many children. Oh my God, children are people. What am I doing? So many children that I meet with that are like, deep breathing doesn't work for me. It's boring. I don't know. It doesn't work. And then they're the ones that are like, they're doing it so quickly. Like, why isn't it working? It's making me more nervous. Well, of course it's going to make you more nervous because you're not doing it properly. I could do a whole podcast episode on making sure you're deep breathing properly. If you want to hear that episode, let me know. Because to me, like, deep breathing is super important and can be super, super helpful. But if you're not doing it correctly, it's not going to work. It's not going to be helpful. So if you'd like to hear more about, basically, more tips, different breathing techniques you can do, let me know. I would love to do a podcast episode on that. Actually, I might do one after this, if you want to hear it. I don't know. Anyways. Practice finding different ways to stay organized. You can like something that like having a coat rack, having like certain places to put different things can be super, super helpful. Like if you're feeling overwhelmed, try decluttering your home like literally, it can be so freeing and so nice to just like unclutter yourself. It's so helpful. Another thing you can do. Talk your way through tasks out loud. If you're having trouble starting a task, doing anything, Talking it out loud with yourself. It can sound so silly, but it can be super helpful. Be like, okay, I need to grab this, and then I need to grab that, and then I need to do this, and then I need to do that. Even though it seems silly and may seem stupid, it can really help you to jumpstart and to get going and do what you need to do. And in terms of doing what you need to do, it's also important to identify where you need to start. The problem with executive dysfunction is it can cause you to have difficulty forgetting how to do things and forgetting how to prioritize. So slow yourself down, talk to yourself out loud, and find a good place to start. It doesn't have to be the right place, it doesn't have to be the most effective place, but find a starting spot that you're comfortable with and then go for it. Because that's the only way you're going to get through to anything is if you put yourself in there and just start and try to do it. Because that was something that I'm just kind of like looking at younger Heather was when I was in school – I would have so many issues with trying to, like, start. Whenever I had a big project, I struggled so hard with just starting it. Like, I would be like, I can't do it. It's too hard. I can't do it. Like, I don't know how they expect me to do this. And I would freak out. And it would be ridiculous. And my grandma would have to talk to me and be like, look, just, like, this is where you can start from. Just start, and then as soon as I would start it, I was fine. It was usually just kind of talking myself off the ledge of like, this is too hard, I can't do it, like that type of thing. So yes, just take the first step, just try to do it, and then if you can't do it, ask for help. There's always somebody around willing to help. So yes, uh, if you just try, if you can't do it, ask for help. All right, we have a couple more things something else can be helpful is breaking tasks into steps. Breaking things down into more easily accomplishable things will not only help you to feel more accomplished, but it's also going to make things a little easier for your mind to handle. If you're trying to do like one thing that could be broken down into littler steps and you're trying to do it all at once, it can seem overwhelming. It can seem very difficult versus if you try to just break it down into tinier steps. It's going to make it a little easier to understand and a little easier for you to do and feel less complicated. Next thing, plan ahead. This is something that's super helpful. Plan ahead if you can. Obviously, there's going to be things that you can't plan ahead for, but if you can plan ahead for something, plan ahead. Like, it can be something as simple as if you know you're going to have difficulty getting up in the morning, Take a shower at night. If you know you have issues picking out your clothes in the morning, do it the night before. It can be so simple. Doing those little things can make your life so much easier. Do the things to make your life easier. Like, it just seems like a no-brainer. And the last thing, but can also be the most important thing, is if you are struggling. If things seem overwhelming, ask for help. Get encouragement from others. It's just, it's something that can be so simple, but people tend to be afraid to do or tend to feel like if I ask for help, that means I'm weak or that means I'm stupid or it means I can't do something. No, it just means that you need a little help to get through it. It doesn't mean that you can't do it. It just means that you need a little help. And there's nothing wrong with getting help or something. I used to be one of those people that was like, I'm going to ask for help. I'm bothering that person. And I do get that like that sometimes still. But I've tried, been more open to asking for help when I need it. And it's just, I feel like in the past I was so afraid, like I said, of being judged or people not being willing to help. Whereas actually I did something today where I was like, there was a couple of things bothering me at my job that I ended up messaging my supervisor and being like, hey, these are the things that are bothering me. Like, is there anything you can do about them? They were receptive and they were like, yeah, we can do X, Y, Z, like don't stress about it. Like, and it made me feel better because I finally like said something for myself and I didn't just let it go. And I think that's something that can be super helpful is to put yourself out there and ask for help when you need it. Because I guarantee as much as you, you may be thinking it like no one's going to help me. People will help you if you put yourself out there and people can't help you if you don't ask for help. So, like, if you need help with something, do it. Ask for help. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you less of a person. It just means that you need a little extra help. That's okay. It's okay to ask for help. I tell the kids that I work with all the time. If you need help from one of us, raise your hand. Ask for help. I will be happy to help you. But you know what's going to make me upset? If you sit there and stare at it and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. What do you do if you don't know how to do what you're doing? Uh, or if you don't know how to do something, yeah, ask for help. It's so simple. But it's something that people take for granted and they don't ask for help. And it's incredibly frustrating sometimes. But thus, I hope these tips were super helpful. I know they were kind of helpful for me kind of looking through them and then being like, oh yeah, I do these things all the time. So it's kind of fun to kind of look into it. And I hope, like I said, I hope they were helpful. They were helpful. Drop in my DMs. Let me know. If there's anything else you want to know more about, let me know. I've been saying let me know a lot today. So we're just going to kind of end there. I thank you so much for listening. This was a really cool episode to record and I hope you got a lot out of it. And until the next episode, I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so freaking much for listening. If you connected with any part of the episode today, I would love it if you shared it on your Instagram story. Also, make sure to tag me in it so I can thank you for sharing and showing the podcast some love. I am so incredibly grateful for you allowing me to be a part of your daily routine. So until next time, remember, it gets easier.